This is IGN. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A day late and more than a few dollars short. This is your IGN review of the day before by Gabriel Moss. Quick note, faster than we could publish our early access review, the developer announced it was shutting down and the day before was removed from sale. The servers remain up for those who have bought it and not yet refunded, but since our reviewer went to the trouble of playing it, it only seems right that you should get to hear what he thought of the experience while it lasted. Five long years. That's the amount of development time the now-defunct developer Fantastic supposedly took to assemble the day before. This wholly disappointing online zombie survival shooter contains essentially nothing of what was originally promised over the years leading up to its disastrous early access release. Not only is this not an MMO, but it hardly passes as a survival shooter, and I barely had time to put in a handful of hours before it went belly up. During the very first, and it turns out, the only weekend I spent with it, I ran into such severe performance issues on my PC that it would have felt like a waste of time to continue anyway. That is, even if the only thing to do in the day before, run around its questionably designed city collecting loot until you either die or manage to bring enough back to purchase better gear for the next trip, was any fun to begin with. There's a basic yet functional story here. You wake up on a makeshift hospital bed in a ramshackle survivor camp in a decently sized metropolis based loosely on New York City. It's filled with questionable artwork and decals that look precariously similar to existing logos used by real-world businesses, but that might be forgivable if it was a parody. Is it? That's for the courts to decide. Unfortunately, its generic survivors seem to take its zombie outbreak seriously, though it's unclear where the zombies are coming from or why I should care about what happened to this unimaginative world. After a decently paced tutorial, the day before comes up short on even the most basic features one would expect in any survival game. Gone are the dynamic environments and tight firefights shown off in its now mysteriously absent trailers. Instead, you'll mostly spend your time running around a static cityscape that looks pretty at first glance, but offers absolutely no depth. You might find a zombie or two while scavenging for loot, but they rarely pose any threat. What shocked me the most about the day before was the notable absence of almost any UI. Sure, there's a touchscreen display for your quests, which you can only track one of at a time, as well as a makeshift map, which is clunky to use because, after the long animation to set it up, you have to navigate it exclusively with your WASD keys, leaving your character a sitting duck while you do. The inventory screen is also bare bones, and even if you manage to find yourself in the same squad with other players, it's almost impossible to figure out where they are or even if they're still on your team. The day before is not an MMO, or even an open world, despite claims from its developer that it would be both of those things. Instead, it's fundamentally an extraction shooter with only one goal, 
sluggishly run around the mostly empty city, grab some loot, and get to one of the extraction points before you die. There's no persistent progression system at all, and the only things you can carry over between runs are any gear you manage to take with you, as well as any currency you save up by selling the scraps of loot you successfully schlep back to base. If you somehow die before making it home, which is the norm thanks to an unrestricted free-for-all PvP system, you lose everything you had on your body, meaning you'll often progress backward as the small number of coins provided to every new character dwindles. You don't respawn with a weapon or any basic gear, so in theory, it would only take three or four early deaths to end up with a useless character. There are no unique zombie encounters or bosses either. The good news here is at least there's a surprisingly decent variety of weapons, ranging from handguns to scoped sniper rifles. In all, there are around 14 or so options available at the weapon dealer in town, though you'll struggle to afford anything that packs a real punch until you've survived enough rounds gathering loot or until you've cheated your way into wealth. It's nice that you can invest in upgrades like scopes and muzzle attachments, which you can still conveniently attach to your weapon at the workshop in town, though there is no mobile crafting system, as was promised pre-release... Weapons also handle reasonably well, though their cheap, underwhelming sound design leaves a lot to be desired. The bigger your backpack, the more loot you can carry. But just like everything else in your inventory, you'll lose your backpack, armor, clothing, and anything else in your inventory as soon as you die. This sucks because backpacks are relatively expensive to replace, and you essentially need one in order to haul anything worthwhile back from a run. If you're lucky, you might be able to find one on another player's corpse, but it's more likely you'll be under-equipped and under-prepared to fight anyone if you find yourself in a tight spot money-wise. There are also cars for some reason, even though they're exorbitantly expensive, costing upwards of millions of currency, and essentially useless. They're so fragile that it doesn't take too much to make them explode, sending all the currency they took to get up in flames in an instant. Adding insult to injury, the car explosion animation is so pathetic and underwhelming that you can't even enjoy losing all your hard-earned coins. The silver lining, if you can even call it that, is that the day before didn't last long enough to implement a planned microtransaction system that promised to make all these currency problems even worse. The day before is easily one of the worst games I've ever played, to the point where I'm afraid to continue running it on my PC. Sure, you could say there are the bones of something coherent here, but even those bones feel splintered and brittle. The map is lifeless, its enemies are idiotic, its PvP is an exploitable mess, its story is pointless, and its progression is downright infuriating. While the now-defunct developer Fantastic said it wasn't done, certain baseline standards have been established in the years since early access became a thing, and this game met none of them. The many mysterious questions around the day before's development will likely go unanswered now that the curtain has fallen a mere four days after its release, leaving the player base to fend for itself until the servers are inevitably shut down for good. Steam is already diligently refunding anyone who made the mistake of buying it, and if you didn't manage to try it, you can count yourself as one of the lucky ones. The day before's IGN score? One. Thanks for listening to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest updates on the day before, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.